0: Harpon On Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go Bar Go Your food needs refill! Here we go. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network. Before we get started, follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports on all of your platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Live. We got you taken care of. Harponsports.com, the new page. Joe, I hope you can hear everything great Because he's our first one to log in here. I know we had some audio problems earlier. My apologies. No idea what happened. I went through and plugged everything, turned it back on. Sometimes it just works. All right, what do we have in store for you? A little Big Ten Bucks. Um, brown and out. Antonio Brown. Whoa, what a mess this is. And to me, a bogus... Boycott, bogus boycott. Good gracious, people. I want to start off with this Big Ten, Big Bucks first. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, Dan Mullen's done at the end of the year. Dan Mullen can beat Missouri by 30. Dan Mullen can beat Florida State by 30. And it's done. From what I've been told. Now, the per- person that tells me this, I trust. So, am I willing to put everything behind this individual? I, yeah, 90%, 90%, 95%. That Dan Mullen's done. And Florida's got their sights set on Lane Kiffin. Okay, great. And you know what? If that's true, they'll probably get him. I know this for a fact. LSU does not want him. LSU does not want Lane Kiffin. And I quote from a source with Inside LSU, we do not want a repeat of the last two circuses. Les Miles and Orgeron. So what do I hear at LSU? I hear two names at LSU. I hear Dave Aranda head coach at Baylor that was the defensive coordinator there. And the other name is Billy Napier, the guy that they wanted. Mel Tucker, not going to happen. Why? Michigan State is on the cusp of a 10-year, $95 million deal with Mel Tucker. Detroit Free Press reporting that today. So 10 years, $95 million makes him the second highest paid coach in all of college football behind Nick Saban. And here is the truth of the matter when it comes to major college football. Big 10's got more money. The Big 10 payout per school per year is $54 million. 54.3 to be exact. The SEC payout is $45 million. So the Big 10 has $9 million extra a year to pay their coaches. $9 million. These are their TV contracts. This is not booster money. This isn't revenue from ticket money. This is just straight up TV cash. And here's the other thing. The stadiums in Big Ten land seat more. Ohio State seats more. Penn State seats more. Michigan's the biggest stadium in the country. Tennessee's a monster of a stadium, never full. A&M's a monster of a stadium, somewhat full, most of the time. Florida's never full. Alabama's full. Big Ten stadiums tend to be bigger. Not all of them. You got more money. Got bigger cities next to them. Now, is the product in the SEC better? Without a doubt. Most years. Most years. But I'm here to tell you the Big Ten's got more money to spend. So when a school like Michigan State, that's what, 80 minutes from Detroit, has a coach that is extremely successful, he's been there two years, and they beat little brother, or beat big brother depending on your perspective, you want to hold on to a guy like that. Where SEC teams can coaches after 10-3 and 3 campaigns and Dan Mullen's going to go 6-6 and 6, probably, Maybe five and seven. He's shown the door. Michigan State looks around and says, we got a guy that could go 10 and two. What what are our chances of landing a guy like this again? LSU wants him with the resources and revenue in his recruiting range. We're going to pay this man. We're going to make an investment. Just like Alabama made a gigantic investment in Nick Saban, we're going to make a big investment in this guy. He has not won a championship yet. LSU was prepared to make an $8 million a year investment in Mel Tucker. And Michigan State said, nah, we're going to do it. We got this. We're gonna pay them nine and a half million a year. Why? Because the Big Ten per school makes nine million dollars more per year than the SEC. Now, does that change with the inclusion of Texas and Oklahoma? Yes. Texas and Oklahoma enter the conference. More money, but also 16 mouths to feed, where the Big Ten has just 14 mouths to feed. That's why the Big Ten didn't panic when it came to expansion, because the Big Ten looks around and goes, What are we gonna do here? Now I looked at some other numbers. Big 12 payout per school, $37 million a year. ACC big payout per year, about $35 million a year. So the Big Ten can pay out $19 million more per team than the ACC can. Well, if you're a school like Georgia Tech, do you pay the $45 million get out? If you're going to make $19 million more a year within two and a half years, you're going to be making, you'll make your money back. Because the Big Ten's always wanted their hands on Georgia Tech because it wants Atlanta. Where would your other grab be? I, I, don't, I don't know where else their other grab would be. Like, well, Kansas. Well, maybe, but Kansas doesn't get you a big market. What's Kansas going to get you? Kansas City. That's not where Kansas is. Kansas is in Lawrence, right? Maybe if you want Missouri, if you want St. Louis, I I don't know what that'll get you. That's why the SEC went to Missouri. Missouri wasn't because of their impeccable track record of winning championships. They wanted TV markets. So maybe they go to Kansas, but Kansas doesn't give you anything football-wise. So, uh, again, just looking at this and looking at the flow of this, the Big Ten is going to pay Mel Tucker big bucks. The SEC is not hiring any way, anybody away from the Big Ten. There's not. Big Ten hired James Franklin away, didn't they? In a roundabout way, Urban Meyer went to o- Ohio State, the Big Ten's got more money than the SEC. They just do. Payouts per year, $9 million. You can afford to make a bigger mistake in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, you got $9 million more a year. Here we go. We can afford this so again big 10 big bucks how does this change things will mel tucker out of the equation lsu's got a decision to make is it dave aranda or is it billy napier both good coaches i mean dave aranda may win the big 12 at baylor in year two as the head coach which is remarkable matt rule did get to the big 12 championship two years ago so if, if i'm lsu the fact that he could win the Big 12 at Baylor and beat Oklahoma in the process and maybe beat Oklahoma State in the process, he's my guy. Billy Napier's done a nice job, but I'd much rather have a guy that's a head coach at a Power 5 school that's going to win a conference. And Oklahoma was loaded at the beginning of the year, at least in theory. You can win that conference in year two. I, I know what you can do for me. If I'm LSU, Dave Rand is my guy. But he's a defensive guy, isn't he? Don't you want? Good coach. Very good coach. That's who it should be. Here, Napier, which leads us around to the, the the Lane Kiffin sweepstakes. LSU does not want Lane Kiffin. LSU will not hire Lane Kiffin. You can write that down in blood. You can. So then it comes to this: What do you do if you're Lane Kiffin? Ole Miss is paying you four and a half million a year. If Ole Miss comes to the table with seven, eight, nine million. If I'm Lane Kiffin, I'm. If I'm Lane Kiffin, I look at it like this: Nick Saban's not going to be around forever at Alabama. But if I'm at Ole Miss, i got to deal with LSU. I've got to deal with Auburn, and I've got to deal with Alabama. What do I really have to deal with if I'm Lane Kiffin and I go to Florida? What do I really have to deal with, Georgia? Yeah, dealing with Georgia is not much fun. Kirby Smart can recruit like a mother. But i got to deal with Alabama every year. i got to deal with Georgia every year, all right? Auburn, LSU, one of those teams always seems to have a monster year, a very good year. If I'm Lane Kiffin, I'm at Florida, I have to worry about Georgia. What do I have to worry about Josh Heupel at Tennessee don't have to worry about Kentucky up and down, up and down. Vanderbilt, Missouri. Now, when the conferences realign, if Auburn and Alabama come over to the east and Mizzou gets sent to the west, then that changes the structure of everything. So, especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. So it's not as simple as saying, oh, join the east. That way you'll have to deal with Georgia. Because Alabama and Auburn may be making the trek. And if that's the case, if you're Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss all of a sudden... You should to deal with Oklahoma and Texas, but it's not the same, right? And then there was talk that Lincoln Riley may go to LSU. I, come on. If that's the case, then Oklahoma will hire Lane Kiffin like that. And Lane Kiffin would take the Oklahoma job in a heartbeat. Of course he would. And don't say, well, Oklahoma would never hire him. Hire Barry Switzer. <laughs> For one second, they wouldn't hire him. So there's a long way to go in this, depending on how the dominoes fall. A long way to go in this. And what it looks like right now? Dan Mullen's going to be done at Florida at the end of the year. And at that point, where does Dan go? Virginia Tech. I'd mentioned TCU school like that. I think Dan Mullen would do very well there. If James Frank leads Penn state, there's a possibility that Penn state may go after Mullen, but I, I, it's got to be an insular environment where, well, let's face it. Coaches are worshiped. Dan Mullen was worshiped last year. I was critical of Dan Mullen and, People couldn't handle it. The athletic department couldn't handle it because he went to pack the swamp in the middle of a pandemic and he dressed up as Darth Vader and instigated a, a fight against Missouri. I think that was fair criticism. Apparently, the ring cannot be, you know, thwarted sometimes. Now it's open season on him. It's amazing what happens when you can behave like a jester when you're winning. But when you lose, criticism's fair. I think Dan Mullen's a good X's and O's, guys. Uh, but you have to recruit in the SEC. You just do. Lane Kiffin's going to have a decision to make. Miami or Florida? Because now it's a brewing at Miami that the former you from the 80 guys are getting together and they're prepared to go after Lane Kiffin. They want Lane. If you're Lane Kiffin, would you rather be the head coach at Miami or at Florida? And it's one of these things I work for the University of Florida and I feel I have to paraphrase that because it's like, well, I'd rather work for Florida. Would you? If you're a football coach, ask yourself this. Would you rather deal with Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia every year? Or would you rather deal with what? Georgia Tech and Pitt, North Carolina? That's what you have to deal with in that division. Lane Kippen, he's familiar with the Boca area. He's a head coach at FAU for a couple years. He recruited in this state. The the allure of Florida and the Jordan brand hold weight over Miami? I don't know. Lane Kiffin won't be at Ole Miss. It's a question Miami, Florida. And again, it circles back around to where, where do I think? I think Lane Kiffin ends up being the head coach of Florida. But if for some reason the Lincoln-Riley to LSU rumors are true, then Oklahoma's going to go after Lane Kiffin with everything they got. If you're Lane Kiffin, you'd rather be at Oklahoma or Florida. You'd rather be at Oklahoma. Better all-time program. (laughs) Who are we kidding? Would you rather be at Florida or Miami? I'd rather be at Florida. Probably going to pay me more. But Miami does have its appeal in terms of winning. Then it comes down to salary. Miami's a private school. How much are they willing to pay? And then it comes down to this. The SEC can pay $8 million more per year. Or the SEC makes $8 million more per year per school. So uh, the Big Ten, Big Bucks, the Mel Tucker, the Mel Tucker contract shows you just the power of this conference and how, how much money the Big Ten has. The Big Ten, $9 million more per year payout per school. And then the SEC has $8 million more per year than the ACC. So I mean, you're talking $17 million more per year per school from the Big Ten to the ACC, it's a lot of money. Well, $17 million, you just get some. I had a guy once tell me, oh, you get the boosters, can make up for that. Okay, let's say you get really rich boosters and they make up for that for a year. Over the course of 10 years, that's $170 million. You got boosters are going to make up $170 million. Why do you think major league baseball players want guaranteed contracts for 10 years? Cause they know the money's guaranteed 17 million a year. Well, well that's not that much of a deal. It's like when somebody gets paid like million a million dollars more, you're like, Oh, that coach, why would he leave? There's only making a million more a year. Yeah. Over the course of seven years, that's $7 million. and It's guaranteed. That's why. How much money do you need? More. Billionaires didn't become billionaires, and really, really wealthy millionaires didn't become rich by going, I've got enough. lot on the Big Ten. Okay, going to shift gears really quick to Antonio Brown. Don't know how much of this is true. He's denying it. There's a report. What happened was Antonio Brown, good gracious, there's more layers to this, I want to make sure I get this right. His personal chef, his girlfriend, <laughs> apparently... They paid this guy, this Ruiz dude. Make sure I get it right, Stephen Ruiz, money to get him a fake vaccine card. The willingness to commit a felony—it's a felony. The fraudulent government document. You say, oh, come on, you can't do it. Can I fake a pilot's license, flying around a plane? You just can't do it. You just can't do it. So th- this is where we are today. Stephen Ruiz, his former chef, says he paid him to give him a fa- to get a fake vaccine card. The Buccaneers came out and say, we looked at every vaccine card. Everyone seems legit to us. OK, here we go. Is it real? Isn't it real? Did he get the shot? Didn't he get the shot? Because here's the thing. You may sit there and say, well, he's got a fake vaccine card. You can get a blank real vaccine card. And just write his name in on it. They're going to research this. They'll find out. They'll find out if Antonio Brown has a real or fake vaccine card. And he may have asked for one, he may have gotten it, but went ahead and got the vaccine anyway. Things we're going to have to find out. But here's the, the rub when it comes to this. If it's true that Antonio Brown has been parading around without a mask on and lied and got a fake vaccine card, look, you don't have to get the vaccine. You can wear a mask. But that's like sitting there going, okay, well, I, I want to park up close Here's a handicapped sticker, but I'm not handicapped. You're, you're lying. That's fraudulent too. You can't drive a car without a license, right? Don't believe it. Go downtown, park where you're not supposed to park. See what happens. You're going to get your butt towed. So if Antonio Brown is lying and this vaccine card is fake, you got to kick he's done. <laughs> done for the year. Done for the year. The Aaron Rodgers thing was a semantics thing. All well, I said it was immunized. I never said it was vaccinated. Okay, whatever. In the NFL find him. Huh? But if somebody's got a fake card, if somebody just has a fake vaccine card and he knowingly acquired this and he's been in trouble in the past like Antonio Brown, sayonara. you got to he's done for the year. Has to be. You got to kick he's done. If, you, if somebody can print all the fake vaccine card, pretend to get the vaccine and didn't get it, you don't do anything to them. What, what can you do? What what's the point of any of this stuff? And again, you don't have to get vaccinated. He could have wore a mask and done his thing and that'd been fine. Do I disagree with it? Yes. The reason the pandemic is slowing down is not because of unvaccinated people. So, Antonio Brown, this is true. Done. Done. Not a debate. Done. Roger Goodell, you better boot his ass because if he's doing this fake document, well, what's the big deal? He didn't hurt anybody. Oh, then fine. Drive drunk, didn't kill anybody. Go ahead, go for it. Sell cocaine. Don't you can sell cocaine. Well, it's illegal. Nobody died. If you're if your analogy for something is nobody died, yeah, I robbed the store at gunpoint. Didn't shoot anybody. So what? It's a crime, isn't it? Well, I because you don't think it's a big deal. I mean, it's not a big deal. Maybe I don't think it's a big deal. Taking a leak in the middle of main street. City says it is. I <laughs> want to wrap with this. Um, apparently the United States is com- considering a, a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. <laughs> this is of the most worthless things I've heard. Do you know what a diplomatic boycott is? A diplomatic boycott is. Everybody still goes and plays. Apparently, we're mad at China and their human rights. And it's funny because a decade ago, you know, Russia hosted the Winter Olympics and they're poisoning and killing journalists. We traded Saudi Arabia and killing people and chopping them up in consulates. And I, I, I sit here and I look at this. I, I just shake my head. I do. I just shake my head that, and again, politically, you know, and it's one of these things, it's the illusion of doing something. My friend, conservative talk show host Dale Jackson, who we disagree on a lot of things, but we agree on this, slacktivism, his term, slacktivism, and people like change their Facebook profile picture to the American flag flag to support the troops. That's meaningless. What's that do? It doesn't do anything. It's self-righteous is what it is. I'm going to change my profile picture to a cartoon character to show that I'm raising awareness for child abuse. That doesn't do anything. Does it make you feel better about yourself to help kids? I support the troops. I don't know what that means. Do you donate to the Disabled American Veterans Fund? Do you volunteer at the VFW? Or do you have a yellow magnet you got at Walgreens on the back of your car? This is slacktivism. The United States is considering a diplomatic boycott. You know what that means? That means during the Olympics, they will not be sending any major politician to the games. The opening ceremony will not feature the president or the vice president. It will not feature any dignitaries. The Olympics will just have to be the Olympics without any member of the American government in attendance. That'll show them. I see China buckling at the knees. Oh, come on! What the diplomatic boycott? <laughs> worthless! It's worthless. This is like worthless. It's like wearing your bathing suit in the shower. I'm gonna go take a bath. Let me get on my bathing suit. Diplomatic boycott. Is there anything more worthless than a diplomatic boycott? Worthless. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Here we go. Harp on Sports, the Bar Podcast, Media Audio Radio Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports and all your platforms. Check out Harponsports.com, the new website. We put it together. I think it looks great. I got an article coming up tomorrow that you're gonna like as we start to look ahead to Rivalry Week as well, in addition to this podcast. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.